Welcome to the Wealthy in Pajamas podcast, where it's not all about the money, but it's not not about the money. I'm your host, Sonia Highfield, the Wealth Expansion Coach, here to help creatives find their real version of wealth, build profitable businesses, and be happy, healthy humans. Welcome, everyone, to our new season of Wealthy in Pajamas and our interview series, which is super exciting. And we have the amazing, fantastic Amanda Chills here. And Amanda is a therapist and business coach, but those labels are only accurate to a point. She helps women break free from the chains that are holding them back so they can live a life of true freedom and abundance. She helps entrepreneurs build a business that sets them free and feels easy like Sunday morning. I love that description. (laughs) We do Um, live in the South, (laughs) so it vibes. Yeah, I love it. And um, you have to tell people where you live, where you run your businesses from, because this was such a big part of why I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have Amanda for this, this series. Yeah. So I am originally from Florida um, and I moved to North Carolina nine years ago in February. And I told my parents, I was like, I'm going to move to North Carolina. I'm going to live on a farm. We're going to do equine therapy on the farm. And my parents were like, you've never been to North Carolina. And I'm like, I know, but this is, we're moving there. This is where we're going. And they were like, awesome. We're going to help you. And I was like, all right, cool. That's awesome. So I live on 50 acres. my parents moved up to the same property. So I was like, oh, you're going to move to North Carolina, like up the road. And they were like, no, we're going to build a road to a house on the property. Yeah, we're going to come live with you. <laughs> I'm like, great. I, we love this. So they live like not even, a, I mean, it's like shouting distance, um, which has been awesome. I was like, and they finally, like, it took me two years to teach them to knock before they walk in. So now they knock as they walk in and I'm like, I don't think it's going to get any better. (laughs) This is where we're at now. Um, But yeah, I run a private practice. So I do therapy full time and I do. um, So we have a team. This is new since I've talked to you. We have a team now. There's five of us. Um, So we're like, we have a parking lot. We renovated one of the buildings for offices. We're like legit AF right now. Wow. Uh, The parking lot felt very big girl. I was like, oh, we have a parking lot. We're fancy, uh, but we run the practice out of the farm. So when the, when the weather is nice, which really it is like 90% of the time, mm-hmm. unless it's raining or it's like 30 out, but that doesn't, that's not all the time. Um, we are outside. So we've got turkeys and chickens and roosters that just have free rain. So they're, they're doing whatever. And you can, you can be very sure that like ruckus, one of our turkeys is causing some ruckus. She has, she definitely earned that name. Um, we've got goats and sheep and horses and ducks and, and a mini pony and two minis. Now we have peanut and Cleo. I'm obsessed. Just, oh my God. Peanut is like 120 pounds. Like he's so small and he's so cute. And I just want to like pick him up and like squeeze him until he explodes. Um, so we just like sit outside doing the therapy And it is, it's one, it's really bananas to watch like people's nervous systems chill immediately when we get outside. And two, it's like the funnest thing. So it's awesome. Yeah. We just get to sit outside and do therapy. And then like I do business coaching sometimes if like that tends to, that's not something I advertise a lot, but I always end up with people who are like really amazing. Um, and we'll work together for like six months to a year, kind of depending on what they're wanting. And then I do coaching. So if people like don't need therapy, but want to work with me, then they can work with me in a coaching capacity. So that's so awesome. I just love that you did that. And, um, so I was, yeah, so I, I was thinking like, I, I started inviting people to this interview series that I was like, the theme is wild, weird, and wealthy. And I was like, I hope that people understand when I say weird, I mean it in the, the best, most positive, like authentic. Yeah. 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 And I, I was thinking, I was like, I think actually weird when someone says you're weird, you're actually really just honoring yourself. Yeah. Facts. Right. So I'm sure you came across that 
in your journeys of deciding to get a farm and then do therapy on the farm. And yeah. I know like you've shared about how you're, you have dyed blue hair and people have told yep. you like, that's unprofessional for a therapist. And, and so, <laughs> and they can die about it. Like, it's funny that you say that. Cause I actually growing up what I got a lot. Um, so imagine like me, but as a teenager, like I've always been this way when I like the really great things is like, I can't not be myself. Like it's too, I'm terrible at it. So it's like, this is what you get. Yeah. Um, so I got a lot of, you're so unique. Mm, yeah. So unique. And you're like, like thank you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, you obviously mean that as an insult. Yeah. Like it was so clear that it was an insult, but then like, ha 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 surprise as an adult, it's what people want. So like one of the things that I hear most often is people are like, well, you don't care what anyone thinks. Like, that's so nice. I wish I could do that too. And I'm like, I care what people think to the degree that they're important to me, which most of the time their opinion, I'm like, I take your opinion into consideration. I just take it at 0% because it doesn't matter. And you don't pay my bills, nor are you my boyfriend or my parents, but like, thank you so much. So it's like learning to one, be yourself in a world that like, very quickly will try and put you in your place, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially yeah. if you're doing something a little bit different, which if you're being yourself, you're naturally doing things a little differently. Yeah. Um, and two, learning to like filter people's opinions and feedback to put them like actually where they matter. Like some feedback is important and it should be integrated. But if someone doesn't know me and they're like, oh, I can't work with you because of your hair. And I'm like, then suffer, bitch. Like that's not okay, th fine. That's okay. Like go find a Jackie O. If that's the person that you feel more comfortable with, like, I'm just not for you. That's fine. But that doesn't mean that they're right about yeah. me. Like, or that so, there's anything wrong with you or that there's anything wrong with me. I'm just not for them. Like, okay, cool. I don't like mayonnaise, but lots of people love mayonnaise. Doesn't mean anything wrong with mayonnaise. Like that's fine. Yeah. And oh. I, and you know, it's funny, like I had a, Client, I was having this discussion with some clients, um, I don't know, probably a year or two ago, where, you know, we were talking about being your weird and authentic and quirky self and, mm. you know, feeling safe to do that online. And one of yeah. my clients was like, I don't know, Sonia, like, I don't really see your weird. And I was like, yeah, because you're my people. You don't right. think it's weird that <laughs> I'm pulling tarot cards and doing business coaching. Right. Or that like, you know, my masterminds start with a ceremony right? or, you know, that like we're doing energy work to, you know, work on your, your wealth mindset, Amazing. right? Like, right. Like, to them, I don't think it's weird, but <laughs> right. for a lot of people, That's the point. it would be. So right. I, I think that yeah, it's like, you have to honor who you are and then you will like, you will inevitably attract the people who appreciate yeah. you. And repel the ones that don't, which is really like where the magic is, is like, you don't want people that are not a good fit for you. It does a disservice to you. And it certainly does a disservice to them. So it's like, and I'm sure like, I mean, I've worked with people who were not a good fit and like, I find ways to help them, but like, they probably would have been a much better fit and gotten a much bigger transformation with someone who they were really aligned with because the vibe is so different. Like, yeah. And when you're, when you're just like, when you're weird, because humans are so weird when you get to know them, right? Like everyone's like kind of normal when you first meet them. You're like, oh my God, they must be so normal. Like they're fucking not. They're, they're weird. Like they do weird stuff. And when you are okay being like, I'm also weird. People are like, ah, oh. it like gives people permission. Yeah, it's such validation. And yeah, it's, they're like, oh, cool. Like, you have colored hair and you sit outside and you, you cuss in sessions and you make weird analogies and uh, you're obsessed with your dog. Like none of those things are like crazy out of the norm. Right. But they do make me very me. And then the right people are like, Oh, I, I actually really like color. I don't like beige. I I've really wanted short hair for such a long time, but I was so scared of what would people think. And it's like, who cares? Like, yeah, I think you're you're spot on. It's really um, it, it gives per people permission to be themselves when you are yourself, 100%. and that's part of why I wanted to do this series and really highlight people that have been courageous enough to say, like, "Here's me. Here's how I want to do life and business." Like, I don't care that it's maybe not mainstream or that people in my family don't get it. 
Like, this is what I am called to. Yeah. And it does take a lot of courage to actually follow that and trust yourself and be able to say like, okay, cool. I'm going this way. Yeah. We're and, yeah. And like to be able to showcase that, that to other people, you know, who are like, I don't know if I can do this or like, I don't see anyone doing what I want to do or, you know, like having those role models where you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the thing is too, like, there's no big secret. Like, there's no secret to doing it other than like the trade-off to not doing it is feeling like you want to die. So if yeah. you don't want to feel like you'd rather die, because that's what it feels like. Like when people are being really honest, like if I'm making a decision that's out of alignment, it feels like I'm dying. And I'm like not really being dramatic. Like I literally mean like it feels like I'm wading through quicksand with cement shoes in the desert. And there's an alligator. Why is there an alligator in the desert? But they're there fighting my ass. Like it yeah. feels horrible. So then people are like, why do I hate my business? Why do I hate my job? Why do I hate my partner? Why can I not stand being around my family? One, you're probably out of alignment. And two, maybe they don't celebrate who you are. So you feel like you have to hide all the time. But like, if you look at that in an evolutionary sense, if you're hiding all the time, that means something is hunting you. Mm. Imagine being in fight or flight 24-7 like that and then trying to run a business or be happy or not feel, I mean, you literally feel like you're dying, you're going to die quite literally because your, your nervous system thinks you're being hunted. Like, that's not okay. That's not a life. So if the trade-off is I get to be happy and I get people that love to work with me and they're happier and I'm better. Um, great. Yeah. Let yeah. me just do that. Like, and I'll tell you like a huge difference. Like if we're talking in terms of wealth as well, like authenticity is magnetic. It literally draws the right people to you. Mm. And it repels the wrong people, which means you're making more happy money. And when you're happier, when you're more aligned, when you have more space, guess what you have more space to do? To create, to sell, to show up, to like hold space for people. You can't do that if you feel like you're being hunted or you can't do it well and you can't do it well for long. So yeah. what really is one of the keys to wealth is like, go be your weird little gremlin self and yeah. like tell people that, I don't know. What's like a really weird thing about? It? I don't know. Something, yeah, just be there's something that we do that's weird. Your weird gremlin self out in the world. Just your weird people, gremlin self, like people. Know. It's magnetic. Yeah. It's magnetic. Okay. So I love all that. <laughs> Let me get to my first question here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that was all such. That was all really good, and I felt like it was just important to talk about that that weird piece because I am kind of like bringing that to. Yeah. To the table here. It's the magic. Like, yeah. So, what does wealth mean to you? Mm. The first thing that came to mind was space. Um, so, let me figure out why my brain is giving me that. I think because it's space to make decisions, space to change your mind, space to say yes or no, um, space to do what you want to do. Like, when you are in and you can think of wealth in like a hundred different ways, but my brain is giving me like resourced and space. So like you can be resourced financially, you can be resourced in terms of like connections, a network, safety, um, skills, any of those things, right? So like, yeah, it's it's definitely money. Like let's not let's not deny that like typically more money means you have more comfort and more space. So like if I want to if I have to take a break because I'm burned out, like I have the resources and the financial resources to do that. If I um, need something, but I don't know how to do it, which is like all the time, I am resourced. I have a lot of wealth in my network in finding someone who's smarter than me in saying like, okay, where is this person really wealthy in knowledge and skill set, in education, in financing, in whatever can they help? So it's, it's, kind of like a, like, it's like a tree, right? Where like all these things are wealth, but it's the space to say like, what do I need? Let me go get it. Or let me figure out a way to get it and have the space to do that. And it just gives you 
the space to make choices. Because if you're, again, if you're not in survival mode, if you're not having to live paycheck to paycheck, which a lot of, a lot of people do. And a lot of, you know, really early business owners, I think kind of screw themselves when they quit their job too early because they want to be like, go all in on your business. It's like, oh my God, please keep a safety net. Um, then they remove that choice. They remove the space to make that choice because now it's do or die. Like you have to eat. Um, so my brain is giving me space. Yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. I mean, space choice. Yeah. Those are things I think that do come with some amount of privilege, right? Even though like we like to think that, you know, anyone in any situation has choice, but oftentimes you're right. It doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Well, and I think you always have a choice. Not all of them are good. Like, yes, yes, you always have a choice, but like the more privilege you have, the more better choices you have, the more money you have, the more better choices you have. Like if you have a problem, money can solve. You don't have a problem. Yeah. Ooh. So, right. Yeah. Read that somewhere on the internet, but it's, but it's true. When you think about choices, like if I have, if I have a flat tire and I need to get a new tire, like I don't really have a problem because I can go buy a new tire. If I have an employee who's, who is struggling and needs to go like, and I can cover like whatever I need to cover for them, like, then I don't really have a problem. So yeah. wealth is also like the ability to remove problems because you're resourced in whatever way that, that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's coming to mind just like the song that's like more money, more problems, but it's like, well, more money, more solutions. More literally, choices. yeah. And more wealth, more choices. Cause you have, you can have so much wealth in your network. Like I have friends who are so much smarter than me. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. love me. <laughs> like I'm stupid, love me. Which I think is one of the beautiful things about like masterminds is you yeah. like get in a room with people where you're like, how did I get into this room? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a fr- like, I bamboozled all of you. How did I get here? And it's like, those are the rooms that you want to be in. And that becomes wealth. Yes. Yes, for sure. And I just have to say too, going back to the space thing, I'm enrolling for a program right now called Spacious Business. And so Literally. I Literally. think that that answer of, you know, wealth is space. Um, I just love That's it. It's good. like, yeah, spot on. Yeah. Good job, brain. <laughs> Good job, brain. But it's true, right? Because you have the space to say, like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Be- and if you're like always, so I was in a space this year in 2022 where like I was in the business so much that I was literally like, oh my God, working so much because I also had to do the admin work, this like all I had to run the business. So like, mm. You also have the space to work on it and to grow and to scale and to do the things that you want to do because you're not in the business as much. And like, oh yeah, wealth is so many things. Yeah, so true. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Like how did you actually land here where you are a therapist and business coach and working from a farm? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I, I don't have a reason for moving to North Carolina on a farm other than when the universe knocks, I don't question. I just, I'm like, okay, well, this is what we're doing. Um, I had never been to North Carolina before I moved here. And I was like, I'm going to live in North Carolina. So I looked at every single farm for sale in the state for two years, every single day. And I was like, I'm going to find a farm. So my parents and I came up a couple of times. And when I found the farm I live on now, my dad and I were up and I like got out of the car and I was like, this, this is where we're living. This is it. Like immediately I knew. Um, and it took us a while to get the property. We almost didn't get it because of some like shenanigans that the bank was trying to pull. So we ended up having to go through a private lender, which ended up working out really well. Super nice guy. Um, but I always knew I would be an entrepreneur. My dad owned his own business because he is impossible to work for other people. <laughs> he's impossible. He's right, we're all unemployable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's literally literally unemployable. Unless you just let him do what he wants 24/7, he is unemployable. Like there is no no. So, I agree, you know, like my dad made it to every single thing that we did. He had time off whenever he wanted. Like he made good money. He set his own schedule. He quite literally, he's the only person I've ever met who like literally always only does what they want and never does what they don't want. Like it's mm. It's it's on a level that you're like, how do you function? But he does fine and he's happy. Yeah. 
<laughs> works really well for him. So like I had that growing up where it was like, why would I ever do what somebody else wanted me to do when I can just do what I want? And like, he's thriving. Hmm. Why would I not do that? Yeah. And then my mom worked for like, she worked for a city government, which if you know anyone who works for a local government is the most inefficient bureaucratic political piece of shit environment. It's, oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> she didn't love her job. She yeah. like mostly liked the people she worked with, but she wasn't like, she didn't love it, but it was stable and it was safe and it was secure. And like, she liked those aspects of it. But I was like, um, you're not happy to keep this. No, thank you. So I like did what I had to do. I worked, um, when you become, when you're going to be a therapist, you have to be under supervision for a couple of years. So I worked for companies while I was getting supervised. And then I was working in a methadone clinic, which is for people who have an opiate addiction. So they work kind of weird hours. They're open like 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So I'd be done with work by like 1 p.m. every day. And I'm like, what am I going to do with my time? I should make more money. And I knew that I would be like running the business out of the farm. So I started doing that. And it was like, I knew that it was, the plan was never not to be an entrepreneur. Like I went into therapy knowing I wanted to work with horses. I wanted to do therapy and I wanted to work for myself. Like I knew all of those things. So that's one of the things that I knew when I was young, but I'm not like, oh, I was, I had a lemonade stand when I was six. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I worked normal jobs until, until I started my practice. Gotcha. Um, and I just started taking on clients. And like, when we talk about being weird and being yourself and doing it your way, like I did that from the beginning because there was no reason not to, I had the safety net. Like I had a full-time job. I had that income. It was super stable. And so I could play around with built like growing slowly and building slowly and like waiting for clients. It wasn't like I had to get clients immediately. So I would took on a bunch of the wrong ones. Like, so yeah, that was really, space. Oh yeah, I had the space, right. That was really intentional. I kept my job for two years. Um, and I, even when I matched what I was making, I kept my job because why not? I was done at 1 PM every day. Yeah. And instead of pulling in three grand a month, I can pull in six, like, right. Why would yeah. I not my job? I'm going to do that. So once I stepped out of that, I mean, I stepped into full time, like, and then I think I doubled my income pretty, pretty like rapidly. So that was really exciting and cool. Yeah. Um, but I always knew I'd be an entrepreneur. So I built it slowly and I built it intentionally. And I was like, well, I want to work from home. Like I literally built a business to hang out with my dog. Like I quite literally one of the reasons I work from home is to hang out with Madge all day long, every day and to wear leggings. And I respect that so much. <laughs> literally, literally to hang out with Madge. I was like, I want to hang out with Madge all day long. I want to hang out with my ponies. And why would I not do that if I don't have to? And it has a bunch of other perks, right? Like I work from home. I don't pay rent. I mean, now we pay rent to ourselves, like the farm pays rent, but I'm like, mm -hmm, tax rentals. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I get to walk out my back door and like go to work. So, and that was the intention all along, but it took really this year. So eight years to fully, fully, fully like have a team. And the, the group was not something I was planning. I was planning to just work for myself and by myself forever. But I actually like our little like baby team. So yeah, we like the vibe. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I love to hear people's journeys because it's, it's never really a straight line and there's so many different ways to do it. And, um, you know, having that yeah. little safety net too is, is always oh. good. Like I always tell people to not do what I did. <laughs> Like quit your job and go all like, yeah, like, well, right. I was still, I still had my own business. I was just in my photography business. Oh, and yeah. when I decided to go full-time with coaching, I was like on paper, it actually did not make sense. Cause I didn't have like really income from it. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, don't, don't do what I did, but that, that was my path. That was what yeah. I felt called to do. For and some people that works really well, but like for me, had I done that, it would have been too much pressure. And you know, if I worked like a nine to five, I may have done things differently, but because I worked 6 a.m. to 1 p.m., I had literally every afternoon free and I keep the same schedule. Like I don't see clients in the mornings ever. Like I literally keep the same schedule I had because that works really well for me. So part of like being your weird is like, I'm 100% a morning person. I'm one of those like really annoying morning people where as soon as I wake up, I'm like, hello, do you want to party? Love me. Let's rage. And everyone's like, can you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Can you not? And I'm like, no, I need stimulation. Love me. And like, that's a weird thing about me is I'm very much a morning person, but like, I don't want to talk to people in the mornings. 
I only want you don't to see want to do work. You don't want to do therapy. Or well, I do the back end work. work. Right. So like, yeah. I'm really creative in the mornings. So I just see clients all afternoon and that schedule works really well for me. So like weird can also be like little quirks that you have. Yeah. Where it's like, maybe it's weird that I built my business to hang out with my dog all day, but like there is nothing better than that to me. So like, I'm going to do that. I think do- that's perfectly normal. I like, I feel like it is too. I, I 100%. <laughs> I'm so happy to be home with my dog. And like, I always told my husband, I was like, whenever we get a dog, like I'm probably going to not work anymore because I'll just be obsessed with. Right. Now I can find a way to like not have to wear pants anymore. Then we're like really jamming, but I'm not exactly sure how to do that with like therapy clients. Yeah. Just zoom life. You can do no pants, but not (laughs) in person. I'd rather be in person. So I'm like, well, maybe it's your lucky day and I won't have pants on, but like, I guess we got to wear pants. (laughs) Yeah. For legal reasons, you should. For legal reasons, I have to wear pants. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's been great. I love that. So um, I'd love to talk a little bit about money things, money mindset with you. And um, I mean, because you sound like you always had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, um, but working for other people and then working for yourself, like, can you talk a little bit about how your own money story has? kind of evolved or like where, where, where were you at when you started? Yeah. Okay. Um, so one growing up with a, um, I got really lucky in a lot of ways. I got very, um, well lucky in a lot of ways. My dad has never had, I don't think he has scarcity mindset around anything. Again, he's a whole character. Like he's never been someone who worries about money. Cause he's like, it'll always come. And it doesn't matter if I have none, I can always make it. So like, that was the, my mom though, on the other hand is very like, she has a lot of anxiety around money. Both my parents grew up extremely poor. My mom grew up on a farm in Illinois. Um, she was born in the fifties. Like they didn't have a bathroom level poor, like extremely, extremely poor. My dad grew up in Cuba. So like take that level of poor and then add like 17 layers like yeah. dirt floor, the peak of communism. He was born in 44. Like, wow. They don't have money there. Right. Like they have money, but like everything is controlled by the government. Yeah. So what he learned and what people who grow up in that kind of environment learn is to be extremely resourceful, to be kind of sneaky and to always get what you need. Right. So it's like watching them now as an adult with their different money mindsets and knowing what I know is like really bananas. Yeah. But growing up, it was more like, I mean, literally, we, one, we didn't worry about money. We were privileged in that way. Both my parents made good incomes. Um, two, my dad's attitude around money was always, I'll just make more. If I, and it, because so he did air conditioning work. So like if he wanted money, he would just get a client. So it was like, there was never any like, oh no, what am I going to do? He's like, there's always clients. There's always people. Like someone is always in need. We lived in Florida. So it's like, yeah air conditioning all year round. Yeah. Um, so like that was never an issue. So it was always abundant. It was always overflowing. It was always, let me do this. And they both have a very giving attitude around money as well. So like that grew up being very normal. Like he's taken multiple people in who were housing insecure or homeless and like taught them, taught them how to redo appliances, how to do HVAC. Like he set up a bunch of friends and a bunch of like, not like family members, but like other Cubans like, and set them up with like HVAC businesses to say like, let me apprentice you, let me teach you how to do this. And now they're doing well. So it was also like, when we talk about wealth and money, it was also so collective. And it was so like, let me take what I know and share. Like when you have enough, you build a longer table. And that's something they've always done is like, let me share what I know. Let me share the wealth. Let me support, let me help. And like, that's the point, right? When you're resourced, resource other people. That was the messaging I got. So that's, there's so many beautiful lessons in there to have literally grown up with. (laughs) Like everyone just come have my parents. They're so great. Yeah. Um, But that was normal. And it like, we never, I never worried about money. I never had to, like, it was always, I can make more. This is not a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And my dad is one of like the smartest people I ever met. he's like, really, he's like dumb good with money too. So he's like, oh, this will do this. And he always has like a deal somewhere. And he's really lucky if we talk about wealth in another sense of being um, being someone who's like gifted opportunities. My dad is really wealthy in that way. Like shit falls into his lap because he's always open to receiving. He's always looking. He's always like talking to people and saying, oh, that's interesting. Let me follow that. Oh, that sounds like an opportunity. Like 
he's someone who's just so energetically open to receiving. And I'm like, that's fucking wealth. Like that is wealth. When the universe- I'm going to have your dad on the podcast. (laughs) Bro, listen, I am going to interview him this year and I'm just going to do like a whole series because- he should, he should have a YouTube channel. Like he's, I love it. Yeah. But he is bananas. But the cool thing is like, when you grow up with that, you kind of become that. Right. So like now that I was like, Oh, that's intentional. Like, I don't think he does it on purpose, but it is intentional. If that makes sense. Sure. Like he doesn't know he's doing it, but I'm like, so now people are like, you get so lucky. These things fall into your lap. And I'm like, yeah. Because yeah, I wouldn't they? <laughs> open to receiving. I've done my shadow work. I've dug through my crap. So that I can be receptive. Like I take, like I not take, I receive and I turn around and give. Like that's literally what I do for a living. I learn something, I apply it to my clients. And like I was talking to a friend the other day and they said something really clever. And I was like, oh, let me write that down. I'm going to use it for clients. And they were like, how does your brain do that? And I'm like, if you imagine I have like little meerkats in my brain, you know how the meerkats are like, here's a weird thing that I do. Like, here's a weird analogy for you. My little meerkat brain pops up out of the sand and it's like, Ooh, spicy. And then I just like make a note of it and do it to my clients. And like, we were watching knives out glass onion. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God. Watch it. It's on Netflix. It's so freaking good. And there's a quote in there that says it's dangerous to confuse speaking the truth with speaking without thought. And I was like, Mm. pause that bitch and I wrote it down and Raphael the the guy I'm seeing was like you're gonna use that for clients aren't you and I was like one hundo you can bet I am so it's like when you're open to receiving there's things everywhere and that becomes another source of wealth is being able to access what you already have access to and the wealth of things that are 100% around you all the time is an ability to like use that wealth I don't remember where I was going yeah sorry And so when I started the business, it was like, oh, I'm comfortable. It'll grow as it grows. Like there was no rush to make money and money was something like fun to play with. Now mirror that with, I was married at the time to a man who hmm, was a lot of lessons wrapped in bar. He was a gift wrapped in like barbed wire and bombs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not the funnest gift to open, but definitely necessary. And so I was pulling in like, you know, four or five, 6,000 a month, he was spending seven or eight. Like, gotcha. I mean, it was like, I got myself into like a $40,000 hole. And by, I got myself, I mean, he got me into that. So when we separated, I was like $40,000 in debt. Um, his debt, which was again, a gift wrapped in barbed wire and bombs. And I was like, thank you. I will never be here again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you, so I know so many people, um, myself included have like, gotten into debt and then carried so much shame around having that debt where then it like it hinders you actually from feeling like heavy right and it was yeah if I had gotten myself into that fully like I made a bad purchase I bought a a too expensive car I would have been like yeah I feel really like I feel dumb I feel embarrassed I feel guilty for that but like the extra layer of like knowing that I let a man do that to me knowing that I let it my husband do that to me was like, so for me was so much worse. I was like, not only do I owe this much money, I let my husband do this to me. Mm-hmm. Like that, we were mad. We were, we going to be mad about that for a while, but like, I've accepted it now, but I was like, okay. And I ate that. I ate that in enti- I paid that off. Like, wow. I was like, you know what? This is worth it to get you out of my life. I don't care, whatever. I will pay it off. So I did. Um, And I was like, well, damn, if I can pay off that much money, I can just bank that much money. So it was always this cycle of like money flows easily. There's always enough. There's always more. And like the majority of the jobs I had, were you ever a server? Nope. Okay. So I was reading an Instagram post the other day about someone who they said like one of the best jobs if you want to be an entrepreneur is to be a server because it teaches you that you can always just go make more money. You can pick up a ship. You can, you learn how to be really good with people. You learn like how to upsell. And I was like, damn, that's so true. So like as a server who served for probably 10 years, like anytime I wanted extra money, I could just pick up a serving job. Mm -hmm. So it's like that confidence that comes from like, I can always make money. There's always money to be made. And it's, it's not a big deal. Mm. It's so freeing because a lot of people have this like white knuckle grip with money. We're like, 
never enough and I'll never get it. And da, 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 da. and like that energy is like, it repels and money is like, you're so needy and desperate. Like you're going to stay that way until you learn to chill. So you have to chill. You have to like regulate things. And I, yeah. And so many people get there and I have absolutely been in that position many times where it's like, I'm so tightly wound and stressed Mm -hmm. about it that you're right. It really does. It does repel. And it also, it shuts you. It's like, it sounds counterintuitive, but it's like needing it so bad starts to close you off from actually being open. Yeah. Well, it's like, if someone's like desperate to sleep with you. And you're like, ew, can you go? Like, can you, can you not? Because that energy is literally off-putting. And if we go back into like nervous system regulation, which is something I work in a lot, like you're in fight or flight. And what happens when you're in fight or flight? All the blood drains from your brain and into your extremities. So guess what you're not doing very well? Thinking. Yeah. Because you're running and you can't, run from something and fix it. You, it, they can't coexist. You can't run from something and be creative. And what does it take to make money? Well, creating something, being yeah. creative and like energetically being open. But if you're running for your life, you're not also like, huh, how am I going to fix this whole my business? So I make more money. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to like calm down from that and release. And then the universe is like, oh yeah, I was just waiting for you to chill. Like, that makes me want to like take a big breath right okay can we just like land in the moment which is all it takes is like taking a step back and saying like okay what do I need to do and people always know like that's hmm, I love this like theme of wealth that we're having it's like we take wealth as being resourced as well and like it is then people always know what to do right I'm sure you see that all the time in a coaching capacity like We're helping people. Sometimes we're giving strategy, but a lot of the time it's us helping them find their own answers. And people always have their own answers. And they just need the space to do it. Literally, I say that all the time. It's almost like it was on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like we planned it. But (laughs) this is so true all the time where people will be like, well, I, you know, after our one session, like I finally hit all my goals. I finally was able to like implement all the things. Because you get to stop white knuckling shit. (laughs) And I'm like, and because you took this, Space. You took the space to talk about it, to think about it in a way. Like my clients always tell me that they feel really calm in, yeah. you know, in my presence. I'm like, yeah. And guess what? You make better choices. You make better decisions. You're more like clear and confident in your own, you know, intuition and visions and goals. And it's yeah. like so many people literally just don't take the time and space. Yeah. Well, they don't know how, right? Like our culture is so productive, distract, go hustle, grind, which like, there's a space for that. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm someone who works a lot and who likes to work and likes to hustle. Like I like those seasons, but I don't want to do them forever. Like all the time. Yeah. But that's like, that's, what's glorified or at least I think it's getting better, but like, you don't want to live, like, you don't want to run from a bear 24 seven. That's just not sustainable. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I have so many things to say about that. um, (laughs) Take a nap and then you can do things. Um, Okay. So let me, I have a couple more questions. I want to make sure we get to before we wrap up. So um, in terms of like, I mean, it sounds like you had really a pretty amazing upbringing in terms of like the role models and support that you had from your parents, but What else do you feel like has allowed you to really show up in the world as your weird, wild, wealthy self? Like what, what has helped you or has given you permission or like what allows you to show up and just be you? Um, not giving a fuck, (laughs) like not caring, but I'll, I'll systemize that for you. Right. So like I have a process of filtering information and advice and feedback. And it's the same process I teach my clients. So here you all go. Number one, is it true? Hmm. Maybe, maybe the feedback is true. Is purple hair unprofessional? I don't know. Who cares? Is it potentially dangerous to have clients come to your house for therapy? Yeah, right. We deal with people who are struggling. Perhaps one of them burns my house down one day. 
That is a risk. That is a fact. Is it true? Yes. Okay. If it's not true, immediately yeet out the window. Immediately set it on fire. Doesn't matter. If it is true, then we can progress to the next one. Is it helpful? Yeah, it's kind of helpful to be like, hey, don't burn my house down. Facts. So I don't want to deal with people who are like, I have a history of arson. Like, okay, bro, you can't come to my house. <laughs> like, you can't come here. No, thank you. So you don't get to come because you have a history of arson. So is it helpful? Yeah, that's pretty helpful advice, right? Like, is it true for me? No. I don't care. The entire point of the way that I run my business is to run it out of my house. So even though it's true, even though objectively it is helpful, it is not true for me. And the only criteria I actually care about is the third criteria. Is it true for me? Hey, yeah. Amanda, you probably shouldn't cuss in your content. Okay, sure. That will turn some people off. Is that objectively true? Yes. Is it helpful? Yeah, it's coming from a helpful place. They don't, they're trying to help. Is it true for me? No. And I'm not doing it. Hey, yeah. Amanda, maybe you shouldn't do a podcast in your underwear. I mean, is that one true? No, but we can continue. Is it helpful? Oh, probably. I don't want to get like weirdos. Although maybe yeah. I'll do that as an OnlyFans, just podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it true for me? Yeah, I don't really want to podcast in my underwear, right? Yeah. So then it passes the test. So like learning to put any feedback through those filters means the most important filter is always what is true and helpful to me. 90% of businesses fail. That's true. Is that helpful? Yeah, I want to consider the risks when, when doing something. Is it true for me? No, because I'm 100% in charge of my business failing or succeeding. So I'm just going to do what it takes to succeed. So it's not true for me. So that filter helps put things in its place. And I find I it to be helpful. So yeah. I the think that is Yeah, the only way you get to like being and it's practice, right? Like you have to practice being weird because your nervous system has to adjust. You have to get used to it. But like learning to say like other people's opinions even if they pay your bills doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they can choose not to work with you and we can wish them well. Let me help you find someone you're more aligned with. I want what's best for you whether you work with me or not. I don't care. If I'm for you, hell yeah, let's party. If I'm not, I'll help you find someone who is. Like, there's no attachment there. I want everyone to love me. I'm super egotistical in that way, but like, not everybody has good taste. <laughs> you know, it's okay. So it's like, and again, like, not being yourself feels like dying. And I'm just not willing to do that. Like, I'm here to have the most fun that I can have. So why would I intentionally put my space, myself in a space where I feel like I'm dying? Yeah. No, hell, and I don't have to. Yeah, it's not worth so it. So I'm not gonna. Yeah. No, thanks. If I had to do it, well, then I have to make a different choice. If I had a family to feed, if I lost my job and needed a job on the fly, if I you know, didn't have the resources that I currently have right now. Like when I first got out of school, I had a job in a, in a setting that was not a perfect match, but like I need a job, I need experience. And it was good for what it was. But like, even if people are in that space now, like it's, I don't want people to misunderstand. Like you should always do what you want and fuck the consequences and always do these things. Like that's, that takes a certain amount of safety. That takes a certain amount of things being in the right place. But even if you're not in that space right now where you're like, well, I don't really have a job that I love, or I don't feel like I can be myself with my partner or like, it's really not safe to be myself with my family. Like, I can't tell you how many clients I have who are like that. Either they're LGBT or they have like, they just can't be themselves. And it's like, okay, there's consequences to being 100% yourself that maybe you're not willing to pay. And that's always your choice. And that's always okay. Like, as long as we can create some buffers there. Yeah. But even if you're not there, like, that doesn't mean that we can't build a scaffolding to get you there while we're here right now. It's okay to like, Take a job that pays your bills, but you don't love that. Maybe you can't be your full weird cinnamon roll, wonderful self while we work on finding you a job that is a better fit, building a business that is a good fit. Like maybe you, maybe your partner right now is kind of shitty or they're, they're like no longer a really great match or they just kind of suck, but like you can't leave yet because you don't have the finances or you don't have a space lined up or like, that's okay. That's okay. Like you can do both. You can bide time and build a way out 
and evolve. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Like the 100% that's doable and that's totally okay. Yeah. I I think, uh, you know, we, we are all kind of on that journey too, of like finding our safe spaces and finding, you know, yeah, creating them and, and figuring out like, how do we want to show up in the world? And we might not show up in every space the exact same way. Um, and that's okay. And that still, but we can still be authentic, right? We can still be authentic. Yes. And we can still create opportunities for ourselves to evolve and to show up authentically and to make sure that we have community that gets us and, you know, like all of those things that are going to allow us to still thrive and feed our soul and feel like, okay, I'm me in the world, you know? And that's why I love coaching because all those things are a skill set. Like something I didn't think I'd be teaching people, but like I teach people all the time is like literally how to make friends and how to build a community. And this Mm -hmm. is another way that I grew up really wealthy and resourced is like my family's Cuban. So like my mom's family in Illinois was all like, was all white people and white people don't have community in the same way that like immigrant communities have a a really strong sense of community. Mm -hmm. So like my mom's family wasn't in Florida. Her grandparents were there, but like not a lot of family. So I grew up with the Cuban family, which is so rooted in community and you are together and you do for each other. And it's so reciprocal. So I was like, oh, this is normal. So then I moved to North Carolina where it's majority white. And that is, it's missing. And people don't know how to build a community because they they didn't grow up with a community. They've never seen it. They're super isolated. So I'm like, oh, I have to like teach people how to be friends. And it's like all of those things, learning how to be wealthy, how to be good with money, how to master your mindset, how to regulate your nervous system, how to do business, how like all of those things are skill sets. Which is why I love coaching. Like there's somebody who knows and teaches what you want, whether it's to learn investing, to learn energetics, to pull, I don't know, to learn how to plant onions in the best way, how to grow a giant pumpkin. Like there's people who, who teach that and maybe it's you and maybe it's me and maybe it's not whatever, but there's somebody who you're going to jam with who can teach you that thing. And that may be like the ultimate source of wealth is knowing that like, you can just go get the thing that you're wanting. You can get help. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's such a, I think like mental roadblock for so many people. It's just like, Oh, I can go ask someone. I can go get help. There's someone out there that will be ready and willing to help me. And there's somebody that's smarter than you, like go to them and say, hi, help me. Like, I don't know help me. And more often than not, especially if they're like a coach and they're in this space, like that's literally why they exist. But like, I've talked to people who like, we, we bought a building, like a commercial building. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I never done that. I don't know anything about anything. Right. And I was like, I don't know. My dad knew, but I'm like, I don't know. So I was on the phone with planning and zoning quite literally every single week, probably multiple times a week for like three months. Brad at planning and zoning was my bestie for three months. I was like, hi, Brad. I don't know. And he's like, let me walk you through it. And I'm just like, yes, please. Like, thank you. Share your knowledge with me. And he was so nice. (laughs) Shout out to Brad at Planning and Zoning. We love him. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I love, I love your stories. I love your approach to life. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Just ask people for help. Go use your wealth. Thank you. Yeah. That's all. So um, tell, tell the people on the interwebs where they can find you <laughs> if you are the person to help them. Where yeah. can they find you, connect with you? Yeah, so if you want therapy, I'm probably going to have to go local unless you're in North Carolina. Um, that's due to like licensing laws and things like that. Um, if you're wanting me in a coaching capacity, Instagram is where I hang out. I, like, I'm on TikTok, but I'm never on it. I just like upload my shit and I'm like, put it into the void and let it be. <laughs> no, thank you. It's like overwhelming to me. I'm like, uh, what if I ate bees? Um, so Instagram is where I hang out. It's at Amanda underscore chills. If people are like, I definitely want to work with you. Like, let me get a peek at your programs. Then that website is livemyhappyhealth.com. And that's, that's where you're going to find everything. Um, but my Instagram is the most fun place. So you get Lots of videos of the animals. We had two baby sheep born yesterday who were like oh, babies. So cute. I love them. So that's, yeah, that's where we hang out. 
Okay, excellent. So we'll we'll put that in all the show notes yeah. so people can find you and come hang out and come see all yeah. your animals. Come love me. And if I can be of help, like, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your stories today. Be in your wild and weird and wealthy self. We try and we so vibe it, you know, it's so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I loved our conversation that we had on your podcast and um, tell people, wait, tell people real quick about your podcast. Oh, so you yeah. Yeah. So I have well. a podcast called The Root of Power. So the whole idea is that you are digging into your own root of power, which is you, your intuition, your soul, your joy, um, and just living that up, right? Like if people hear nothing that I say, I just want them to know, like, it is so much more fun when you are just yourself because it doesn't matter. Like all of those fears around people like judging you and like thinking you're weird and stupid is like, yeah, maybe you are. That's okay. Like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Not me. Cause I'm going to be happy. So yeah, the root of power, we have a podcast. It's super fun. I was just recording episodes for it today. Um, awesome. But yeah, it's okay, a good time. So if you want me in your brain, there yeah, you go. Definitely. Everyone needs you <laughs> in their brain. <laughs> yeah. I'll just settle in like a, like a chicken nesting. <laughs> the meerkats in the brain. The meerkats. <laughs> My meerkat's very excited. It wants you to come hang out. All right. So everyone go follow Amanda. Thank you for tuning in today. And we will catch you for some more amazing interviews about wild, weird and wealthy people. And oh. Uh, yeah, go be your, your weird gremlin selves. We're here for it. And if you're looking for a community of other, you know, wild, weird, and wealthy people, um, we're the ones to find. So (laughs) we'll see you around the the interwebs. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. Hey all, thank you so much for tuning in today. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, share, and leave a review so more people can learn about this work and access their true wealth. And if you'd like to continue your wealth work, please pop onto my email list so you can choose your own wealth adventure, whether that's applying for one-to-one coaching, accessing my DIY content, or staying tuned for upcoming wealth boosting programs. You can find all that at the following link, bit.ly, B-I-T slash wealthy PJs, P-J-S, bit.ly slash wealthy PJs. Join me there and let's get wealthy.